Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Good afternoon. Good morning, everyone. I've been asked to, um, we were on a few weeks ago, a couple of Wednesday nights ago, and we had some technical difficulties and we were not able to record um, the word that I gave coming out of First uh, Corinthians 13. And so I'm going to be rebringing this word, but I, God has been um, just expounding upon the word for me all week. Um, and so I, I, I'm grateful because um, again, what you pray, definitely I'm having to, I'm walking this out. <laughs> and so um, we're just going to read. I'm going to actually start the verse is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. And it reads, I'm reading in the New King James Version. It reads, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood or reasoned as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now we are still in, we are still on maturity and I'm going to be speaking on maturity in God's love. And so I want to read the verse again. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child and I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I became a man, Paul is speaking about him becoming a full grown adult. He is now an adult. And you know, when we, we are all adults here on the screen, right? And so when we become adults, uh, typically we put away childish things. We put away childish mentalities. We put away the, the way we would um, understand or comprehend a thing. We put away even a childish ways. We put away um, games we used to play as children, which I think we should actually maybe still play because having a childlike heart is, is, is good, but there are things we put away, but Paul is speaking about spiritual things and he's comparing spiritual things to the natural process and maturity of us as human beings. Now I do wanna read the whole chapter because this is where God has started to expound upon this for me. So verse one, same chapter, verse one, all the way down to 11. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanking cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods, to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. For love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but in rejoices in the truth. 
It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love never fails. And then going back to verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child and I thought as a child, but when I became a full grown man, I put away childish things. Now, what the Lord spoke to me in this verse is that though we are adults, there are actually things, mentalities, there, there, there are ways that we are speaking. There are ways that we comprehend a thing. There are ways that we are reasoning things. There are thoughts, there's a thought process, there's a mindset, there are mentalities that we still have because of things that have happened in our childhood or because of things that are that have happened while we were young adults or just in our adolescent years while being in elementary school or high school or middle school or college or even being a baby Christian, a, a, a immature Christian. There are things that we've seen. There are ways that uh, there are things that we've been taught from our parents. There are um, conversations that we overheard. And God is saying that the, these things that, that have shaped you, these are all things that have shaped us. They've molded us. They've given us a way of thinking. They've given us a way of speaking. They've given us a way of reasoning, but it has not been his design who we are. And the reason why, like this, the whole chapter for me, the the speaking about love, because what God showed me is that the reason why we are, um, these things have been able to shape us. He, he, he needs to reshape us because I spoke about last night, there being a new that he is bringing us into, and it requires a new shape. The new shape will not, the old shape will not fit the new shape. And it's this inward transformation that God is doing. So he's having to address many things that have taken place inwardly, many things that have um, shaped the, the thinking that we have. And so um, he, he's got he's to allow us, we have to be able to see. He, Holy Spirit, we have to invite Holy Spirit in so that we can see what mentalities, how am I speaking now that really is not, allowing me to be mature in this place of receiving God's love. So the thing is, is in, in 1 John 4, seventeen says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. So as Jesus is, we are supposed to be in this world. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. World, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear and all torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And so here I am now at verse four, where it talks about love suffers long and love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't parade itself. 
and it's not puffed up. It's not rude. And all it lists all of these things. And, and the Holy Spirit showed me that when we are doing the opposite, when we are not patient, when we are not kind, when we do envy, when we are provoked, it is because we have not been perfected in receiving God's love for us. And a lot of times these things are springing up out of our lives, but it has to do with something that has happened in the past. It has to do with a way that we um, were brought up, what you've seen in your household, what you've seen, what was displayed, um, ways that were um, encouraged upon us so that we could uh, be able to fend for ourselves in the world so that we can to protect ourselves in the world so that we can be able to um, just make a name for ourselves or whatever it is but so that we could survive and live in this world. But when we got born again, we are now citizens of a new world, the kingdom. And the kingdom is, we, we God in this season, he's requiring our maturity in the things that were not in his design. They were not in his design. So there's something that You muted yourself, Iwitai, if you're talking right now. I'm not on mute. Oh, I wonder if I go to... Okay, I can't read it. No worries. If I try to go to my thing on my screen, I can't read it, but it is it is well. God will continue to speak. Um, so what it was that I wrote, and I'm asking Holy Spirit to bring to my remembrance, is that it's okay, I'm going to move. Let's go to verse four in verse, chapter 13, verse four. And I also want to read this in the Passion Translation. Passing translation says, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best of others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up and love never stops loving. That's the passion translation. So I'm gonna talk about just a couple of things that are listed in the New King James. I like New King James, it kind of just, it hits it for me. It, it, and I like the passion because it breaks it even further down. So love suffers long and is kind. And I have found just in my own life, 
where I have been impatient and where I've not been kind. And it, it stems from one, times where people were not patient with me and times where people were not kind with me. And I really could say that in so many different things that are listed here, love does not envy. Envy can also be comparison. So if, if there's anything that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about, as I go through this list, um, I'm going to give us some directives at the end. But love suffers long, but the opposite of suffering long is being impatient. The opposite of being kind is being mean and are we finding ourselves in moments where we're not being patient? Are we, do we have a, I need to rush mentality? Um, are we mean spirited? Love does not envy, but the opposite of not envying is envying. Uh, the, also the word jealousy can be attacked, attached to envy, jealousy being in comparison with. Um, most times we're envious of what other people have or we're jealous of it. We, we, we're comparing what they have based off of what we don't have and it makes us envious. But if we've been perfected in receiving God's love for what he has for us and, and who he says that we are, it would expel this place of envy. Love does not parade itself. In the, in the passing translation, it says love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflates his own importance. So if we're finding ourselves, parading ourselves, if we are puffed up, if we are boasting, if we are bragging about our achievements or um, our own inflating our own importance, it is because we have not been perfected in this area of God's love. We've not been made mature in this area of receiving God's love. God wants to mature us in receiving his love for us. He wants to mature us in knowing just what Ms. Clorinda said, just really receiving and basking in his love because he, he wants to heal. He has to um, heal those areas in us that would cause us to act out not being kind not being impatient, impatient, not just with others, but even with ourselves. Um, I, I shared that I've been very much hard on myself, um, but what people don't realize is that I was always met with a reprimand. I was always met with discipline. I was always met with a punishment when I did anything wrong. I was not met with grace. I was not met with, um, I was not met with, love I, my i was I, ra I was raised in a household that led with discipline and then there was no love even shown on the back end um so me having to really recognize the things that have taken place as a child for me god in this season is healing the little girl in me so that i can be a good steward of the more that is about to come so also love does not behave rudely. So the opposite of behaving rudely is being rude. Uh, verse five in the, in the passion, it says that love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. 
when you're trafficking something in, you're ushering it in, you have dealings with shame and disrespect. So if you're, if you are literally dealing with this area of shame or this area of feeling disrespected or even um, causing shame on others or disrespect to others, it's because we have not been perfected in this area of love. And I'm going to just go back up to verse one. It says that you can speak with with tongues of men and angels and you can prophesy. And so basically you can have, you can do all of these things outwardly. You know, we're full grown and we have positions in, in, in major businesses. We have titles, we, we, we have responsibilities. I'm a grown, you hear people say, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown, I'm a grown woman. But really inwardly we're immature because of the things that have not been addressed that have taken place as a child. And God is wanting for us to outwardly be mature, but also inwardly be mature. And we have a lot of people, and even myself, I've been absolutely have fallen in this category where I speak of tongues of men and angels and where I can prophesy and I have all faith, but I've been immature in this place of receiving God's love. Moving on to verse uh, verse five, does not behave really, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Are you easily provoked? Are we a people that are easily provoked? The passing translation, love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Are we easily offended? And not, And I'm not saying that these aren't things that don't happen sporadically, but I'm talking about these are things where maybe this has become an actual way of being for you. You live in an offended state. Everything offends you. No one can say anything to you because you literally have put up a fence around your heart where now it is blocking what God wants to bring into you or speak to you or help to heal. So it's not just this moment of being offended because we're going to have moments. Listen, we're going to, the, the people are going to be offended because of the word. So if you are in ministry and all of us are, God is using all of us in our respective places and people are going to be offended because of the word. We're going to offend, but are you also always offensive outside of the word? But this place of being offended, this uh, place of always being provoked, you're provoked to anger. This is a part of how you speak. Because again, verse 11, I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood and I thought. So these things I'm reading, I'm not talking about just sporadically things that have happened. I'm talking about this has become a state of mindset for you. This is a state of mind. This is your mentality. You're walking in unforgiveness. Like you're, um, gosh, we're always irritated. And, and, and to, uh, the Lord has like, he's like, why are you always bothered at everything everybody does? Like, that's not me. When you have been perfected in this place of love, when, you, when God's love is perfected in your life, when you have received the love of God for you, you then can be a clear um, infiltration system where now love can come through. And maybe, maybe your thing has not been is not listed here. But I but but take the time to 
ask Holy Spirit or or even if are you noticing things in your character? Are you noticing things in your speech that are repetitive for you? I know for me, I'm, I'm noticing things and I am asking Lord God, what is what's that right there? Why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep having that feeling? Why do I keep acting that out? What is it? Because it's not your design for me. What is it? It says that love thinks no evil. So if we're having an evil, uh, we're always thinking evil concerning or wickedness or just how about, how about just negative thinking? We are what they call, what is it? What's a negative? Is it called a pessimist? A person that's always thinking negatively is a pessimist. So like if we're always thinking that there's going to be a negative result concerning or negative thoughts concerning people, we've not been perfected in this area of love. Rejoicing in iniquity. I'm thinking of like an example of is rejoicing in iniquity. The, the Passion Translation says, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. So if we're rejoicing in <laughs> and doing things that we know are not cool with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we're rejoicing in that. I can give an example. I've done this plenty. <laughs> I've done this plenty. Anytime I've like literally had to tell somebody off, we what do we do when we do that? Girl, I had to tell. And we're like, that's actually rejoicing in my iniquity. As a young child, I, I, I used to fight on the streets, okay? And so when I was in college and high school, I did have to have a couple of physical fights. Of, but there were moments when I was, we would rejoice about those moments. Like, I am, yes, I fought that girl. Like, that's rejoicing in iniquity. So prayerfully, none of us are doing that. But maybe there are small things that we don't even recognize our iniquity that we're that we're rejoicing in and that we are not celebrating honesty love bears all things it believes all things it hopes all things it endures all things and the, the passion says love is safe it's a safe place of shelter it never stops believing the best, not even for others. Love never takes failures as defeat. So when we are in, when we are going through a place of defeat or a moment of a failure, have we received God's love so much so that we're not taking that on as an identity? I'm a failure. We're not. Because the word says, and, and, and Apostle Kai, it's good to know the word. The word can battle those thoughts of failure that says all things work together for my, it's working for my good. This downfall is working for me. This moment of, of, of and I don't even, I don't know that I would even deem something not working a fail. I think even, I, because I don't even know that I, I, I I gotta, I, I'm gonna look this up to see if I even ever see, there's nothing that God has ever um, attributed to us concerning being a failure. 
And so when we do things wrong or when something doesn't succeed, that right there might need to be a, a mentality um, transformed. Because when we do something and it doesn't succeed, it does not mean or that God is saying that it was a fail or that it was a failure. It, there's always a reason why God would have us pursue something. And so like even having to reshape the mind and say, okay, God, what did you want me to get out of that? Because he knew that that wasn't going to succeed. There was a purpose and a plan for that, which he had you pursue. So even this, this failure mentality needs to be undone. And there are so many things that we as believers, as God's children have taken on as our identity, have taken on as a mindset, have, um, there are things like different fears. God has been speaking about fear. And when we have li literally living in fear, I I I'm too afraid to go. I'm too afraid to spend or to pay, uh, to, to use money in this way. God is wanting to give us a new blueprint, a new financial blueprint. Because the way that we've even thought about money, the way that we're thinking about um, debt and credit cards and having to have credit, that that's all entangled in the world system. And God is needing to undo even the mentality concerning money. He wants to give us a brand new financial blueprint. Phobias, working to be rich. Proverbs talks about not overworking to be rich. And we have seen, it has been displayed in front of us all over TV, all over social media, that if you wanna get it, you wanna make it, you gotta overwork. If you're not working, then, then you sleeping, somebody working while you sleeping, but God is talking to us about rest. And so again, these are all things that we, we just grew up seeing. We grew up taking in and adopting these. We started, we've adopted these mentalities that were not God's design. So again, maybe, maybe your thing is not listed here, but are there some ways that, that, we are functioning in the earth that are really mimicking the world and not the word. Again, being hard on ourselves, self-judgment, self-punishment, self-hatred, controlling. Are any of us controlling? But why are we controlling? What is it that we, why do we need to control the environment? We don't trust God. So that right there has to be. <laughs> God's got to get to the root. Why are you controlling? Because some things are what has been displayed in front of us. Some things are not. Some things are actually things that have been in the bloodline that we cannot even see. And that these are things that I believe Holy Spirit is allowing to come up because we are the ones he has, listen, we are here for such a time as this to break these chains, to break out of these molds that the world says, and even our family says, are there some things your family is saying to you that you're supposed to be, that that is not who God has called you? 
manipulation. Is, has manipulation been is now a part of, of our character? Why though? Why? Getting to the why. What happened? What, what was it that was displayed in front of us? Is it because we've been hurt in the past? Listen, some things are not as a child. Some things could be as an adult, like I said, and bad relationships have hurt us so much that we have put up, we've put up walls. We've decided I will never be hurt like that again. And so I'm always gonna make sure I, I am protecting myself that that might not be the God, what God is needing of us, especially moving forward. I was a person that, because I, I used to have a lot of females around me who wanted to be my friend, but then they would be my friend and then they would burn me, like stab me in the back or um, they would just do things that were just not cool. You, you trying to be my friend? And so it's caused me to push females away. You want to be my friend? Okay, but I'm, I'm, when, I, when I would see certain characteristics um, in different females, it, I would immediately cut them off. And God is saying, but I'm calling you to females. So he's just needing to redo and, and, and really mature us in the things that we had, we think that we're grown. <laughs> we really do think that we are full grown. We think we're mature because of the way we're operating outwardly in our natural states or because of spiritual gifts that God has used us in but there are still some places where we are immature. And even in the area of not being able to fully release our will in our way, not receiving, we're not mature in God's love and that we trust him. The, 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 this area of trusting him past what we know, past what we've experienced, past what we've seen. Because again, he's, he's doing a, a completely new thing. He's not, for some of us, he's not giving us full vision or, or all the details of what and how. And, and a lot of times the pain that we've, been, we've endured and the things that were inflicted upon us, they need to be uprooted. They need to be uprooted. And so I spoke about how, I believe it was last year or the year before, Apostle Kai took us through this renouncing of things. There were many things. And, and for me, in that moment, I was renouncing the things that I could see that I was doing outwardly. But in this season, God is having me, like I'm, I'm having to pay attention. I'm like on a operating table. Remember the game operation? <laughs> and you can see all the little body parts. You can stick all the, I'm on the operating table and God is like, I got to, you know how you would have um, on the, in the game operation, the little man was on the table and he had all of these different instruments left in his body. Was it instruments or was it body parts? I never played the game, but let's just say that right now um, we are a people that God has on the operating table and, and, we're, and we're wide open and it's all of these different things that got inflicted or bloodline things or things that were said that's on the inside and God is taking them and, and, and allowing there to be a microscope. There's light that he's shedding on these areas so that we can be fully mature 
to carry the glory that is coming so that we can fully be those bright lights that he's created us to be, especially in this time. And so my ask is that everyone, as we continue to mature in the Lord, as we continue to mature as a body, that we really would be asking Holy Spirit, where is it, God? Are, are there parts in me? You may already know. I mean, I feel like the Lord is speaking. If you are walking with him, he's talking, he's talking loud. And there may be things that you already know. Like, God, I'm dealing in this area of, of being offended. I'm, I'm dealing with this, this needing to protect myself. Um, I'm dealing with, I'm, I find myself always placing blame on other people. Um, I'm not able to give grace. Um, what are some other things? I'm not able to trust you. I'm not able to rest. God, I'm dealing with this area of pride. I have a thing where I, I don't know if you ever, do you apologize to people when they say they're doing something that you've hurt them? Do you feel like you don't need to? Like, what is it? Oh my gosh, this was one that the Lord really gave me. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this here because I, I think that even, even this, God is needing to reshape how we see people. How do we view white people? Do we view white people as the enemy? Are we placing white people, are we placing blame on them for where we are in life? How do we view any other race? Because I can tell you that there, there absolutely are some mentalities concerning our Caucasian brothers and sisters, that is not what God says about them. And I've, listen, <laughs> my daughter could say some stuff. Why? About white people? Why? She heard it from me. Every time somebody writes, white people. No, hold on. First of all, the enemy is the enemy. It's not the white people. And I want to say that God's justice is not just about black people. God's justice is to free all under oppression, all that have been chained and bound by Satan, including white people. And the only reason why they have put chains is because they are chained. It, not, it might not look the same, but please believe that if you are a human being created by God, the enemy don't like you, period. He's not concerned about color. He's not concerned about your, um, your, your financial status. He doesn't care about people groups. He wants to destroy us all the same. If you have breath in your lungs, he don't like you. And he's, he's, he has masterfully come up with a way to bring division in the body. Because he knows that once we are united, he's got no shot. 
so again, <laughs> what ways are we speaking that's still childish? What ways are we reasoning? I'm, I'm, this is happening to me because of the man. So you mean to tell me that the word of God does not work? The word of God works. What ways are we reasoning, comprehending things? What is our mentality now, today? And so as we continue to go before the Lord, and ask him to reveal if he has not already. I encourage us to renounce, denounce these ideas, these mentalities. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, even, I'm even further asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the root. Because if you don't get to the root, it's, it's just going to come back up. If you don't get to why, what happened that I think like this? And I can share with you that I've had so many mindsets. I've spoken so many things. I've reasoned and comprehended things absolutely because of what I've seen. And they don't line up with who God says I am. If you're dealing in the area of insecurity or timidity, and I'm not talking about being, I'm today I'm just a little timid. I'm talking about this is who you are. You, the, 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 the ability to speak and articulate and speak how you feel. And I'm not saying you're, <laughs> let me clean up the field, but God has given us all a heart that he is very, he loves us. He's concerned about all of us and he wants all of us to know that our voice does matter. Now he's not saying use your voice to now inflict hurt pain on someone else but that which I've placed on the inside of you and I'm giving you to release. So healing. Somewhere there may need to be healing so that we can fully not just renounce, but now come out of agreement with what was said to us. Come out of agreement with what was meant by what was said. Come out of agreement with the inflictions. Come out of agreement with the mentality or and that becoming who we are. I'm, I, I, I deal with rage. I'm always angry. Everyone, everything makes me angry. 
What's going on? Let's get to the root of that. Because, because when it comes to certain things that you're dealing with, it may be valid, but invalid at the same time. Valid in the sense that things happen to you, but invalid that this is who you are, this is who you're supposed to remain, and that this is who you have to be. And I believe that God is talking to the body and really giving us this space, this season, this, this time period to work all of these things out because he is going to get the glory. And I pray that no one is even listening to this later feeling any type of guilt, shame, or condemnation, because I know that Holy Spirit, I, I, mean, I, am, I am experiencing the Holy Spirit. He's accelerating. There is an acceleration that is happening in this season. When we bring it before him, he's accelerating the healing. It's not taking five, six months to deal with this thing. He's accelerating things. But we just have to be mature enough to come to him and say, God, I am struggling in this. God, I don't know if how I'm thinking and my speaking and my reasoning is you. If it's not, please show me and show me the root. What came in? What did I see as a child? What did I experience in certain relationships? What happened? Because I want to come out of agreement with the roots. I want the I want to destroy the roots. Thank you, God. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give one more one more example. The Holy Spirit just gave me back. Thank you, Jesus. When we say, okay, so don't coffee drinkers, don't, don't get upset, but listen, even this, because what we speak, there's power in our tongues. So when we wake up and we can't have a conversation, we can't do our jobs, we can't function without coffee. I don't know if I'm stepping on anybody's toes, but the reality is, you have the Holy Spirit. The world has adopted coffee to function. So now we're waking up saying, I, I need my coffee first. Hold on, I, I, I need coffee for, I, I can't function. You, you can't do your job without coffee. You can't function, we can't have a conversation until you have coffee, you're not gonna be in the right state of mind. So is Holy Spirit not doing a work? Yeah, there's there's so many, there's so many, there are so many things. There are so many things um, that we have adopted as the children. 
of God that are that just are not a part of his design for us. And, and what we do speak does matter. And so, again, as Apostle Kai has said earlier, finding out what the word says and declaring that over our lives. So again, our, our assignments, I have an assignment, guys, <laughs> as we continue to mature. Again, ask Holy Spirit, if he's not already speaking to you, about the areas in our personalities and our characters and the way that we're speaking and the way that we're reasoning, our mentalities. That's not him. Ask him to uncover and lead you and guide you to the root of these things. And then let's renounce these things because these are not things that were ever supposed to be a part of who we are. Are we, for example, I renounce, I don't need to rest. I break my agreement with not needing to rest. I break my agreement with working, with overworking. I, I come full out of agreement that I have to work all the time. And then replacing it with, God, I agree with your word. And I agree, Father God, that first of all, I receive your love for me and it, but your love wants your the love you have for me will allow me to rest. I don't have to work too much. I don't have to be busy. I don't have to say anything. Sometimes resting while being in a busy environment or being amongst a whole lot of people that are doing a whole lot of talking and we say, you know, I got, I'm going to rest. I'm not even going to say nothing. and resting in that, but I'm going to come into agreement with your love for me. I receive being perfected in this, in your love. Again, maturing in God's love will expel these things. And again, God needs us to be the conduits, not just the receivers, but also the releasers of his love. And understanding that I'm speaking as a child, I'm reasoning as a child, and I thought as a child, there, there's, a, there, there's, there, there's a renewing of the mind. So what God is doing in this maturation is really a transformation by the renewing of our minds. 
thinking like a child, reasoning like, this is all taking place up here. If you actually read the verse backwards, think, reason, speak, because what we think here, my reasoning takes place in my heart and out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Here, to here, out of the mouth. Mind to the heart, out of the mouth. So I'm gonna pray for us. And I do want us to take communion. Today. this area of really being renewed in our minds. Everything that we have experienced, even up, listen, it's not even just the things that we've experienced as a child. You're talking about stuff that's still happening today. Conversations that are taking place around us now. The news that is, that is spewing nothing but fear now. And the things that we continue to feed upon, I mean, they're, they're shaping who we are. And so Heavenly Father, I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you that in your word, you show us us. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for the mystery, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for expounding upon your word. And I thank you, Father God, that this is the season, God. You are calling us out of the world, like truly out to be transformed, to be different, to be light. You are setting us upon a hill to be seen. No longer will we be continuing to, to speak as the world, reason as the world, think as the world, speak as immature believers, reason, as immature believers, think as immature believers, God. But you are transforming us, God. We are here because we are saying yes to this transformation, to this operation, to this maturation. We are saying yes to this infiltration. There's, there's a filtration that's taking place. You're filtering out things that can no longer remain so that we are shining so bright and we are carriers of your love, not just carriers of the word or carriers of the tongues and carriers of a prophetic word or carriers of, of some miracle sign because we can do all these things your word says and not have love. We have nothing. We're just making noise if we're not perfected in this place of love, perfected in your love, mature in God's love, mature in receiving the love that you have for us.
We don't have to be rude. We don't have to be offended. We don't have to be provoked because we're so rested. We've received your love so much so we know who we are, whose we are. And we are here to be agents of love. Oh God, I just thank you. I just thank you, Lord. I pray for healing, oh God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us, continue to lead and guide us where there needs to be deliverance, Holy Spirit. Bring forth your fire. Bring forth deliverance, oh God, where there were things that have been planted and seeds that were rooted, that have grown into trees, oh God. I declare crop failure over every seed that has been planted in the children, Father God, your children, oh God, where there has been fruit, ungodly fruit. I speak crop failure. I thank you for deliverance coming forth, God. I thank you, Father God, for the maturity, Father. We say yes to come out of these agreements Agreements we've made out of protecting ourselves. Agreements we made knowingly and unknowingly. We agree with your word. We agree with who you say we are. We agree with who you are. We agree that we are loved. We agree, God. With the way that you think. We agree with the way that you see. The way that you speak. We are coming into full agreement. And I plead the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb. I thank you for your blood, God. I thank you for your blood. As it clean slates, God, our past. You said, do not remember. Don't even consider the things of old that have to do with our minds. I thank you for the transformation by the renewing of our minds. And I thank you for the blood. I plead the blood over our minds, God. I thank you that your blood heals. I thank you for the healing in your blood. I thank you for the banishing of darkness in your blood. I thank you that your blood protects. Your blood makes new. Your blood shields and it speaks on our behalf, oh God. We say yes, God, have your way. Reveal whatever, whatever else needs to be revealed, God. We're coming before you, laying down on the operating table, oh God, as you send your angels, oh God, to continue to extract everything that was not placed there by you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We want to mature. We are maturing. And I think that we have your Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in the blood of Jesus that gives us access, that allows us to mature.
if you don't have your elements, let us grab the elements for communion. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, we take the bread that represents your body, God. Father, we are remembering right now, Father God, that what you have done on the cross for us, God, that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die, God. He took on all of our sins, God. He took on all, all of our burdens. He took on all diseases. We break and we eat. And Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. For the blood that was shed, it was costly. We were bought at a cost. We are not our own. God has ownership. Jesus has ownership. Holy Spirit has ownership. And we declare, God, that we are owned by you, God. And we drink, Father God. And we thank you for the covenant of your body and your blood. It is greater than any other thing that we've come into covenant with. It is greater than any other thing And we drink. God, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I personally, God, thank you for your body and for your blood, God. You didn't have to. We have the privilege to be able to walk with you and be carriers of your glory. And for that, I say thank you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Any comments, questions, or concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.